you're listening to Way Outside. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Way Outside. My name is Jay Coffin, and today we have a lot to talk about, man. Yeah, it's been I've had another damn long hiatus, and I'm apologizing for that. I was in summer school. I was trying to focus on that, get my grades up. But yeah, anyway, so we're back. So, so much has happened, in fact, since the last 17 days are worth that I have to divide this up into two separate episodes to cover it all. So in this one today, I'm going to talk about the first round of the NBA draft, every pick, and what I think of them, how they're going to pan out, everything, and if I thought they were good or whatever. And also, and then the next episode, I'm going to talk about the wild free agency that's happened and the outcome, how it affects the outcome of the league next season. And I'm going to be, some people want to be a little hard on as them. Some decisions were questionable, just to say the least. Let's not waste any more time and let's get right into it. With the first overall pick, the New Orleans Pelicans unsurprisingly took the most hyped prospect since LeBron James, Zion Williamson from Duke University. The Pelicans got really lucky in this draft because they only had a 6% chance of getting the first overall pick, but they somehow did. Because of this, they got to draft Zion, who's a truly one-of-a-kind player. A 6'7", 285, 40-inch vertical, speed of a guard. He's an absolute physical specimen. As a freshman at Duke, he averaged 22.6 points, 8.9 rebounds, 2.1 assists, 2.1 steals, and 1.8 blocks per game while shooting 68% from the field, which is the highest for any freshman in Division I history. It's absolutely crazy, and I also saw his PR. If you if you converted his and um his college to NBA stats, his PR would be forty. Yeah, uh, it's insane. Um, while most people try to compare him to LeBron James because of the athleticism, I think I obviously see him more as a Charles Barkley type player. He's an under, I mean, he's undersized not in terms of like strength, but in terms of height because he's only six seven, but he's gonna be playing power forward. But he's gonna be he's still gonna be a great rebounder and a great passer too. Um yeah. He's not AAD, but he's a damn good consolation prize, honestly. Next, I'm going to talk about John Morant, who was drafted by the Grizzlies, second overall at a Murray State, became the first player ever in MCA in Division 1 history to average over 20 points and 10 assists per game. Took a Murray State, which is a very small college and Past Marquette in the opening round with a triple-double of 17 points, 16 assists, and 11 rebounds. And this guy, man, he looks like a young D. Rose with way better passing. I think he's going to be great. I think he can be, he's going to eat his potential to get some of those guys. He's a great it's a great replacement for Mike Conley, and it's great because the Grizzlies can grow with him and Jared Jackson. I think they're going to be a very good team for a while now. Number three, the Knicks took R.J. Barrett. Well, most Knicks fans... <coughs> Stephen A. Smith are really upset they didn't get Zion. R.J. Barrett was also pretty special. He um, he actually led the ACC in scoring with 22.6, but played more games than Zion, averaged 7.6 boards, and averaged more assists than Zion. 
Um, RJ is a very athletic left-handed wing who has the potential to be, like we said, a great rebounder, a great scorer, and a decent distributor. The one thing that I worry about for RJ is um, his both his lack of using his right hand, his ambidextrous, and also his um, three-point shot, which was not great. I mean, because especially Zion, he's like, RJ, I think, has to improve his three-point shot if he wants to be good. I think he... I think he, if he can, um, I think his ceiling is someone like, it's hard for me. I think his ceiling is someone like, I want to say like Paul George, but not the defense. If you take like a, a lesser defense Paul George and his offense, that's what I think R.J. Barrett would be. But um, I think the Knicks still have a great pick. And even though they didn't luck out in free agency, which we'll talk about later, we'll do this. And he is also very athletic. The next, with the fourth pick, the Hawks took DeAndre Hunter, who, after trading for the Pelicans for the fourth pick for, I, it was part of the three-team deal for uh, AD. Um, DeAndre Hunter, man, I was watching the March Madness. This guy is a special, man. He's ridiculously athletic. He's an insane defender. He's not a great scorer, but he's really improved his three-point shot over last season. He's a great defender. Like he's gonna be, he's a chance to be the best defender in this draft. He has, he's NBA size, six foot seven, two twenty five, seven foot two rings man. He can defend all four positions. Um, and he averaged fifteen points a game on pretty efficient numbers. So, I think he's gonna be really good. I think the Hawks. He fits well with um, Trey Young, Kevin Herter, and Collins. They have a really good thing. A really good team building with young next year, with like young pieces next year. Okay, the fifth, the Cavaliers took Darius Garland. This one was annoying to me because I'm a Bulls fan, if you guys don't know. And um, we had the seventh pick, and I wanted Garland because he, even though he didn't play a lot in college, or at he, dude, he is, he is, um, he is a great shooter. He has great handles. He can. He is pretty good distributor. And he honestly reminds me of like a lesser Dame Lillard. I don't want to say Steph Curry. I hate people throw that shit around way too much. But uh, Dame, he could be a Dame Lillard. He's gonna be great on the Cavs. He's pretty skinny, but last time they said there was a skinny shooting point guard that wouldn't succeed in the NBA. Uh, there was this guy named Steph Curry. But um, yeah. Um, he also was not a ball hog and can. Um distribute well, and also he had as a father that played seven seasons in the NBA, which is also very special. The one thing question is obviously can he pay, play next to Colin Sexton because of the both being point guards, but I'll get into it. The Suns took Jared Culver, but then are going to trading him to the Timberwolves. I like Jared Culver a lot at Texas Tech. He was a great player. He averaged nineteen and six as a sophomore. He's a um he's not a great shooter, his form is not that great. But he is athletic, he can defend, he's a good distributor. I think he and like I've seen this the draft report, I think yeah, like I said, he could be the way there. I think Culver could be the kind of player that people hoped Andrew Wiggins would be, but not the bust. That seven, the Bulls took Kobe White. I was a big fan of this. This guy is the, has a giant ass effort, but he is fast as hell. He's a great shooter. He's not a great defender, even though he's six feet, six foot five. Um. He's not a great distributor, and he has turnover problems. But I think that can cut with their coaching. He's confident, and I think he's gonna. He played on a very. He played under 
Roy Williams, so he's going to be really good. I think the Bulls are going to be building some good. I really, really glad we're, I really hope we get the rid of, hell rid of Chris Dunn. He's not going to be anything. Number eight, the Pelicans took Jackson Hayes, who was a very athletic seven-footer with highlight reel dunks, highlight reel blocks at Texas. Man, I think he's going to be good. His rebounding needs to be a little bit better. Just pay, he needs to pass a little bit better, and he, his foul problems, but those are common problems with young centers, so I think he's they're going to be fine. Next, we have the Wizards with Roy Hachimura. I liked Roy Hachimura. I like this pick a lot from the Gonzaga power forward. He's big. He's strong, 6'9", 234. Um, he's very good around the rim. He can, sh- he can shoot pretty well, and he's a great defender. He's actually the first Japanese NBA player to be drafted in the first round, which is actually really cool. He's, um, he, de- he is not a great ball handler or passer, but otherwise he has no other really main flaws. I think he's going to be really good. The Wizards need to figure out the hell they're doing. Number 10. Oh, this one. Don't get me started on this one. This is Cameron Reddish. I have a really big problem with Cameron Reddish. Cameron Reddish is not good. And the- Cameron Reddish looks like he should be star. This is When I see Cameron Reddish, I see Andrew Wiggins, okay? Six foot eight. Um, yes, yes. Six foot eight. Uh, six foot eight. Um, like two hundred fifteen pounds. Looking like he'd be a modern modern power forward. All he does is he plays. He shoots a lot of threes. Doesn't make a lot of them. Plays some defense, but doesn't show enough effort for it. And he's so inefficient. This guy shot thirty nine percent from. Field thirty eight percent from the field, sorry, from and thirty three percent from three, and only averaged thirteen points a game. Was it the third option? And also, he saw something. One of the, I've never seen an NBA prospects from that that Coach K couldn't develop in a, in a one season. This guy didn't develop at all. I don't think he has the heart. I really see a lot of Andrew Wiggins, man. I've I've never I haven't seen anyone else thinking about that kind of comparison, but that's what I've seen from from the beginning. I don't think Cam Reddish. His, his, his potential is off the roof. If you're taking him for his potential, I get it. But if you think he's going to play out, I do not. 11, the Suns of Cameron Johnson, who's powerful from North Carolina, who's a six foot nine peer shooter, who shot 40% from three and 46%. Um, no, shot 46, 40% from three for his career, 46% last season. Um... But that's really all you can do. He's not a great rebounder stuff. But the Suns need anything, so I don't yeah. Um number twelve, we have uh PJ Washington, who's a six foot eight board power um six foot eight power forward from Kentucky. I think he's he was really good. I think the Hornets, you know, with, with Terry Rogier, I think that you know, that's a good person to pass to. He's defensively solid. But um he needs to learn how to pass the ball more if he wants to be good and yeah. Okay, the Heat took Tyler Hero, which I understood then. Now I don't because we got they traded signed trade for Jimmy Butler, which we'll get into later. But he's a great shooter, man. He shot forty six percent from field, thirty six percent from three, and ninety four percent from the free throw as a freshman. Those are ridiculously crazy numbers. I think he's going to be a great shooter. In the, he's a little undersized, but I think he's going to be really good. I see him as um. I think he can be like a J.J. Redick type of player. That's what I think. This, the Celtics took Romeo Lankford, who was um, a small from Indiana. I thought Romeo Lankford should say no year in college. I think he can be a decent wing, but um, he doesn't. Not a, he's not a great shooter. He's a little undersized for a wing, and he's not a great defender. 
You can create scoring opportunities for yourselves. He can hit like difficult mid-range shots, but he's not a great three-point shooter, and he's not a great defender. So I think that um, I don't know if Romeo Langford fits in with what the Celtics have right now. But uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm gonna have to try to pronounce this name. At 15, the Pistons took Sekou Dumbayu, who's a power forward from France International, so he didn't play college. He's only 18 years old. He's born in Guinea before moving to France. He can play power. F- he's a, he's a pl- he can play either power forward, but he's a good three and D. He's six nine with a eight foot eleven standing reach, which is crazy. Um, he doesn't. He, he has a lack of focus issues, and he's not a great shooter. But I think he can be good. Number sixteen is Chuma Okiki, who is a power forward. This guy is really good. And yeah, like this, I he would have been a top ten pick if he didn't um tear his, I don't know, um his anterior cruciate ligament in the tournament in the elite eight, yeah. And um this guy was this guy is so good. He was a great shoot, shot thirty nine percent of three. He's an insane defender, and he's a very hard worker. And I think he's gonna be a really good player in the, in the NBA. At number 17, the Knicks took the shooting guard, Nickel Alexander-Walker from Virginia Tech, who I think is also going to be very good. Um, he's, um, if you wonder why his name sounds familiar, she's cousins of Shea Gilles Alexander. Um, he's very similar to his brother. He, like, his crime distributions don't always show on the stat sheet, but he's like the same size as his brother, 6'6", six six, can defend guards, small forwards, and a Pretty decent catch-and-shoot playing. He really does remind me of his cousin, which is really interesting. Okay, at 18, the Pacers subject, su- su- selected Goga Bielize, who is the center from the international Georgia, not the state, the college international. Seven-footer, 250 pounds. He doesn't shoot enough. He's great. Flat, he's a great shot blocker, but his um, he needs to pass more, and his offensive game needs a lot more work. Number 19, the Spurs selected Luka Samanic, who is another international player, power forward from Croatia. Um, for me, from seeing out of the Spurs you draft, this one's a confusing one to me because he's not. He's not giant. He is not a great shooter or defender. And he is only 19, so he does have a chance to grow and become something good. Number. The Celtics selected Matisse Thibel. I cannot remember who they're trading him to. Um, shoot, why am I forgetting this? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, he's getting sent to Philadelphia, my bad. So, Matisse Thibel, I loved watching this guy. This guy is an insane defender. This is actually the best defender in this draft, I know. Okay. This guy averaged 3.5 steals and 2.3 blocks a game. He's a perimeter guy. Um, the Celtics are... Losing defense without Horford, this is going to help their defense a lot. His shooting is not great, but his defense... This guy is like Tony Allen level defense. This guy is insane. Um, but Philadelphia, man, um, they're already going to be an elite defensive team. Honestly, bro, adding Matisse Thibel to this makes this unreal. They might, they will literally have a chance to be one of the better teams in, defensive teams in NBA history. Um, that's a bold statement, but I believe it. Number 21, the um, Thunder collected, selected Brandon Clark, who is a power forward from Gonzaga. He's kind of, he's a little under small size for a power forward, but he's, um, he can get to the basket, float, hit a floater. He's not a great, he only took 24 three-pointers in three years of college. 
but um, I think that you know they can always start trying to work on it and see what happens. Number twenty-two, the the Celtics at Grant Williams. I I'm a big Grant Williams fan. This guy's a really good player, great rebounder, good passer on offense. He can score. He's not a great shooter, but he he's a little undersized at a power forward. But he dude, this guy. I saw this guy for watch this guy for a long time. He's been really good. Um. This is very interesting. Number 23 is Jazz with Darius Bailey, who um, I actually didn't know this. This guy chose a high, a, an internship with New Balance and a college career. But um, there's some, obviously there's some question marks going on. But um, in high school, he was an absolute god. 609 with another standing reach of 8'11 and an athletic freak. Um, I think on the Thunder, he can be good. You can have him as a backup wing or maybe start him over Jerry and Grant sometimes. I don't know. I think the Thunder like Jerry Grant, but uh, number 24 is Ty Jerome on the champion Virginia Wildcats. Cats? Or Cavaliers. So what the fuck am I saying? Okay, he will get. So he's not very athletic, but he's in a, a hell of a shooter. Um, and he's a pretty decent defender. And he's a good passer. I think he's like, you know. He's like a Grayson Allen, but I think he'll pan out to the thing better than Grayson Allen. 25th, Nazir Little fell all the way down to 25th, and then Trailblazers got him. I think this is, this guy is going to be great. He's really athletic, strong, 7'1 wingspan. Did not play a lot for, because of being in North Carolina, but he was predict, originally predicted to be a top 10 pick. I think this guy is going to be helpful a lot, especially when um the Blazers are getting Hassan Whiteside, so they might try to contend, and they're going to be you know, another team like that. 26, the Cavaliers took Dylan Windler, who's a 41% career shooter from three. And he that's pretty much all he does, but this guy is great. He's from Belmont, He is, but he is a, one of the better shooters I've seen in college. At 27, the Florida State took the center from Florida State, Mifondu Cavangeli. I'm impressed I said that right. And he's only 6'10", but his standing reach is 9 feet 1.5 inches. So that's ridiculous. Um, he's not a great. He only averaged. He only had twenty one assists in seventy one games, but he also can shoot, which makes him even more crazy. Uh, number twenty eight, the Warriors took Jordan Poole from Michigan. Or from Michigan, I have I have a personal problem with Jordan Poole. Is that for my bracket? Um, two years ago, he was one of the things that I had picked Houston over Michigan, and Michigan hit a shot. This guy hit a shot at the buzzer, but this guy's also a really good three-point shooter. I mean, the Warriors don't even need Warriors can just don't even need more any more threes. But uh, you know, you can never have too much shooting. But he's also very confident. Still pretty. He's only twenty years old. I think this guy can be a good guy off the bench, especially for the Warriors, who's are a team that is really lacking bench talent. Number nine, I'm twenty-nine. Spurs took Keldon Johnson, who is the small four for Kentucky. He's strong enough to do the four, but he's mostly a three. He's a he's a he's a above average three point shooter. The only problem about it is, is his free throw shooter. Um, he's a very good defender, but his offensive game doesn't get some work. Besides that three point shooting, in the final pick of the first round, the Bucks took Kevin Porter, who is an absolute transition monster. A six foot six, two hundred twenty five pound shooting guard. Um, from USC, he did not play a lot. And he only started in four of his games. And he only urged. 9.5 points and 4 rebounds, so I don't know if he'll be amazing, but those athletic freaks, some of them train out, some of them don't. Well, anyways, guys, I think this is it for this episode. Make sure to check out the next one when I talk about the free agency. And Thanks for listening to Way Outside.